0: Welcome back to FTP Speed Shop Podcast, a podcast where we talk about what you talk about in the garage because, hey, we're in the garage. I'm your host, Mike Early, and we're doing things a little different here today because we are having the guest's car in the garage. And tonight with me, we have Brock Dvork. Yes. Got it. Yes. Of uh, Barnyard Garage. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Good. Good. This is fun. I like trying to This will be better than trying to have you explain what your car is or what you do. Yeah, it's
1: not a super... I mean, it's not unexplainable, but it's not super explainable either. It's an interesting build, I guess. Yeah,
0: and it saves me the time from having to Facebook stalk you and find pictures of it to (laughs) cut in when we're editing. So that
1: helps with that. So what do we have in the garage today? So it is a 1986 Monte Carlo. um, 8.8 rear, 5.3 engine it's a little bit higher compression it's like 12 to 1 it's on e85 um, th 400 higher stall it's not like a ridiculous setup it's on nitrous i don't have the nitrous hooked up yet i just got it running again this year and i just haven't really taken it out and yeah yeah, i've been having fun just beating on it na and having it sound good so yeah well definitely heard you coming a couple blocks away yeah i "I think that might be him (laughs) (laughs) it's a little loud i had mufflers on it about a month ago, because I got pulled over for no mufflers. So I welded mufflers on, got the ticket dropped, cut the mufflers back off. So are you You
0: just got dumps going straight up, basically?
1: Yeah. That's the exhaust? They're, they're turbo, like the forward-facing turbo headers. And then I just put a 90 off of both of them, and then just put it at that. Just left it at that. So. There you go. So do you go out and street race still, or do any uh, that? You're most of track stuff now? A little bit. I don't do a whole lot of track stuff with it either. I just kinda cruise around, do burnouts. Um <laughs> that's, that's my <laughs> kind of guy. I did I did some burnouts for uh where was I at? I actually um I was over at where, I was over by the city mission the other day and everyone was cheering me on, so I did some burnouts over there. So I thought that was the, actually kinda fun. The homeless guy's telling you to do burnouts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly.
0: Well that's so. all right. They gotta they gotta get excited for something. So that thing yeah. as my to quote my oldest son when he was about 5, look at that sticking out engine. Did that used to have a big old turbo sticking out of the top yes, of it? Yes it did. Back it did.
1: before everybody did that. Yep, it did. Um it had uh it had a a VS racing a GT45 and I had it pretty much just like hanging out of the fender and then I did a I did a stack up to the top. Oh okay. So, yeah. I couldn't remember because I remember there weren't a lot of hood turbos at the time. Mm-hmm. The only the only other one that I knew of running around at that point, that's before all of the big name channels started doing them. The only one I knew of that had one was the uh was the Rotson when they had oh, the Rotson. Yeah. They had the turbo sticking out of mm-hmm. the hood on that one. And I was doing my build around the same time as that, but it took me forever. So,
0: yeah, you didn't. Didn't have the yeah. uh, the crew or the yeah, funding. didn't really everybody... have the backing. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I know I how had... projects take a long time, way longer than you think they should. In Absolutely. fact, I don't really have any of my projects ever done. They just get no. close enough to running and have yep. some fun with it and go.
1: Well, I've gotten a few running, and then I drive them for like two or three years until mm-hmm. I get something else done, and then I tear it back apart. That's a good way to good way to look at it so i always have like one project running at a time but they're always just in a perpetual state of um just rebuilding and being doused with money but not really a lot of money (laughs) just Just, yeah 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 but then they end up looking like this so it's not like there's a lot of money into them but there's more money into them than there should be for how terrible of cars they are
0: makes sense i get it yeah i jinxed myself this spring by saying i have every single car that i own runs and within a, that. Yeah, within a matter of two weeks, I was down, literally down to, I think, my wife's car. Perfect. Yeah. So Chevelle had an issue with oil pressure. The Prelude's uh, ECU caught on fire. The Sub-100 had a really bad, uh, what the hell was it? The radiator was leaking terribly. It was cracked. And then the rear end, one of the bearings was going out, wheel bearings. And it was like, and then my truck T-boned that Camry. So I was like, I am completely down. We have, we're a one-vehicle family now. That's fun. So that's why you never should ever say, "Got them all run. I jinx myself, but they're all halfway back up and running. The Chevelle's not at the moment. I drained the oil out of it to see how bad the the motor was. How does it look? I was expecting it to be a lot worse. Yeah, but there was a little bit of a little bit of gold in there. Not too bad. Okay, a couple flakes. A it wasn't blade. like the first
1: time when the LS1. Yeah. lost a rod. It was. It looked yeah. like a gold pan. Yeah. So. Yeah, if it loses a rod, it's bad news. Mm-hmm. Bad news. Well, hopefully it's just like a bearing, like a quick bearing job, or hopefully it's maybe even like an oil pump or just something. It, yeah, there was there's metal
0: shavings coming
1: from somewhere too,
0: because the magnet had some shavings oh, really? on it. So I don't yeah. know I don't know if hmm. it's the oil pump had some scoring on it a little bit when yeah. I took it apart before. It's got a milling. I don't remember high I think it's just a high flow. Okay. But uh I have a built motor for that, or at least a forged motor, that's what's under that bag. So that will okay. eventually go in it with okay. the supercharger on it. Um, and then the motor that's in that is going to go in the mail truck. Oh, so, okay. Yeah.
1: I support that. Yeah. The mail truck, sweet. I, twin, I watched a little bit on that. I was twin like, that's, turbo, that's awesome. six
0: liter, hopefully. So yeah. uh, put it on air ride and have it sit rocker or body on the ground. How do you think it's gonna do at 100 miles an hour? I don't know that I want to <laughs> find out. <laughs> it's gonna be uh, I don't know. I, I haven't thought that far. I think it yeah. might be uh maybe like stoplight to stop, light, stop light, or you know, yeah. kind of maybe just more of a
1: ah, who am I kidding? I'm gonna floor it. Yeah, you are for will. sure. For sure. So and it'll have the power to get there, but it's just gonna be how it does there. It should be Are you doing different suspension and everything?
0: Yeah, so Right now looks like probably a Mustang two front end on it. Okay. Um, bad. and then some sort of a four link and it'll be on air ride. So that's the plan as of now. Okay. But that changes, you know, from time to time. But yeah. That'll be good. I think it it should be interesting. Yeah, it should be very interesting. It was it's so ugly that it's cool and
1: it was free, so it's like the best price. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Normally my most expensive projects have all been the ones that I've gotten for free or under $500. Those end up adding up the most. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, I don't have anything into it. I can do this. Do 500 a here, then, 500 yeah, there. Yeah, then you like get a transmission for it. it's like, well, I've got this nice transmission. Like it can hold the power, why don't I put a little bit more power in front of it? And then That's it's true. like, oh, well, I'll do this. It's true.
0: I'm trying to do it on a complete budget. Yeah. I got to figure out what I'm going to do for transmission. Okay. And all that stuff. But I'm probably leaning towards some sort of a TH, whether 350, 400, something like that. So, yeah. It's not terribly heavy. So, I don't know. 350 might hold up.
1: Yeah. I want to go to a manual in this. So, Mm if you want to buy the TH400 out of it, just just let me know. Yeah, I definitely. (laughs) I've been telling a bunch of my friends, I'm like, if you need a good TH400, like, trans break everything. Okay. I don't. I don't I know do if I manual. Would,
0: I don't know that I want that thing to have a trans brake. <laughs> <laughs> it might roll over backwards yeah, yeah. and end up like oh. a turtle on it on its back. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> but that would be pretty cool just to let yeah. that worker sing and just dink. Yeah. Because the engine in that, is it behind where you sit or is it in front? It's in the front and it basically Could you go
1: back with it
0: did some rough mock-up with the ls block and then i had a just a long tail shaft th 350 and just kind of bolted it in and kind of set it in there the drive shaft was looking like it was going to be about 17 inches long okay which i don't know that's pretty short for (sighs) especially with air ride and trying to get
1: travel that's about where mine's going to end up in my dually okay and i don't know how it's going to do either because like the drive shaft is shorter than the four link bars are on air ride and i'm like it might be okay it's not okay i just have to make sure that i'm only accelerating like at perfect ride height yeah 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 i'll just so, set a good ride height
0: we were actually me and jackson my son were watching uh the new video i don't know it was like nine months old of the dually what is yeah. the dually gonna be that kind of
1: peaked at my so i want to do i almost want it to be like a supercar truck as weird as that sounds okay so i want it mid-engine so i'm putting the engine behind the cab doing the transmission back there then i want to do like an eight to one header and then bring the header all the way to the back of the flatbed and then i'm going to put the flatbed back over it you know have a cutout for Mm -hmm. the engine and transmission and then put the wooden stake sides back on okay so yeah it should be interesting there and i want it to be like a nice like i want to go through do the valve train um the machine shop here in town, he just got done with my heads. He called me the other day. He got eighty-five thousandths off of some LS3 heads. So it should be a very rowdy sounding yeah. engine. I, I want like 8,000 RPM out of it kind of that thing. seems just pretty Just NA and just, just nothing crazy, but yeah.
0: interesting at least. 8,000 RPM seems like you're turning up pretty good. Yeah, it should sound good. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It
1: won't be crazy, but it'll be
0: different. It definitely be, will be, it definitely be fast definitely be different and with with mid-engine i don't know that's a pretty long truck though so it's it probably not truck.
1: and i stretched it another three feet oh did you yeah okay so it was already like it was a crew cab long box frame and i put another three feet on it okay so i will never make a u-turn mm-hmm. ever it's going to be a, driving like a school bus. Or park bus. it in a parking yeah. lot. Like I'm just going to have to park it on the street everywhere. I, 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 I hate
0: parking lots in my Crew Cab uh, Duramax long bed. It's like turning, yep. driving a par- or a, a school bus in the parking lot. It's Just go out to the end and pull in straight and pull yep. out, you know, screw yep. trying to get in and out. Yep. So, exactly. um, yeah, that'll be pretty cool. So you stretched it. I'm assuming you stretched it between the rear end and the, the cab, basically. Is that where you added the um, light? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh,
1: I ended up just putting it all right at the end, but that's where the length is going to end up being. Um, when I did the when I did the frame where it comes up and back, mm-hmm. I just added more length onto the back there, so then I can move the axle back a couple feet, oh, and okay. then I can run gotcha. a little bit longer of a four link is really what I'm doing. Yeah, this will so. be my first time dealing
0: with any suspension stuff, so yeah. it's a whole
1: it's a mystery because everyone yeah, gives you different things yeah. you ask everywhere and they're like you should do this you should do mm-hmm. that i think they all just they all work just fine it's just fine tuning it it's, at the end yeah. that matters it's
0: whoever i've only used this setup or this one this is what yeah. i know works and so it's that's the way you got to go and there's about a million and one youtube videos out there that i've been yep randomly watching trying to
1: figure out which. and then you have to decipher through it because it's like then the guys that are really good at it they're so busy doing it all the time that Mm -hmm. like they don't ever just go out and like make videos on it yeah so then you end up with the people who do it sometimes and it's like okay like how how much do you go off of this well
0: it's like when you're on a forum or whatever trying to figure out what's wrong with your car yeah or what you should do or what parts work well together and there's always there's always the guys that say oh you're an idiot that'll never work you can't do that and then there's a guy in the back it's like oh, actually I did that twice and it worked just yep. fine and then there's a bunch of people in the middle that are just fucking nut swingers and they're just like <laughs> latching onto the guy that has the most posts or whatever yep, the That's highest post count yeah. you follow him yep exactly so it's like I always kind of go somewhere towards the middle bottom range and yeah take that and
1: just or do you, a little you, research you creep on their other posts and see what they've done mm-hmm. it's like okay well this guy's got a car running you know Sevens in the quarter, like I'll probably believe him mm-hmm. before the yeah guy that has twelve thousand posts and uh S- no. still has, has his car on yeah. jack stands, like a, like a <laughs> Geo or something.
0: A yeah. Geo would be pretty cool if it ran twelves. I mean, that'd be all right. Yeah,
1: that would be interesting. I don't even want to think about that. I don't I need more projects. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Too your, many as is. Your shop is full the way it is. So, what do you yeah. guys? What do you guys do primarily? Um pretty much getting to where I'm just doing tuning. Honestly. Okay. Yeah. Um I'm I'm in the middle of kind of transforming it because I was doing a lot of like cam swaps and dod deletes and you mm-hmm. know, things along the lines of that. Um DOD deletes on off-road vehicles, I should say. Yes. And cam swaps on off-road I, vehicles. I was just
0: gonna ask you a that a question yes. about that.
1: Yes. Uh we could kind of work into that a mm-hmm. little bit later. But um on all of those and you know like i will i really kind of want to pull back from that because there's a lot of guys that do that and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that do that and i've been just doing more tuning and i want to get to the point where like i have pretty much an empty shop all i'm doing is the cars that come in they leave and a lot of people have been very happy with that that i've been prioritizing the tuning and then i want to focus on one crazy build a year you know something that's just like just something customer, that's totally on Customer build or like gear build? Maybe. It depends. It depends, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be one of those like mine unless someone comes up and they're like they have this crazy idea. Mm-hmm. You know, they want something just absolutely bonkers that, you know, like a SEMA build that isn't like scratched together. You know, something that can actually go fast and look good. Yeah. A lot of the you know a lot of it seems like a lot of things are either like really fast or just a show car and I want to make something that's kind of an in-between mm-hmm. but something that also makes people like stop in their tracks that you know I've done a lot of builds like that but they've always been kind of stuff like this yeah exactly and, you know you go to a like you're walking through a car show and I had my van with a huge spoiler on it that was fun because I took that they put me in VIP at ice cream cruise you know it's like McLaren, 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 <laughs> Lamborghini, and then like an ambulance with the back of another van welded on and this huge spoiler. And it was funny watching all of these people. They're just walking past all of these supercars, just not even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And then they get to this van and they're like, whoa, You've never seen it. And you're like, what in <laughs> yeah. the hell
0: is that? Yeah, yeah. I definitely I like those, get that. You
1: know, they see the Duramax badges and start getting like really worked up about it. It's like, mm-hmm. I, like I like doing stuff like that, but I want to do stuff like that. That's just like, immaculate if that's a good like perfect like all tig welded everything yeah you know just yeah just make oh, it cool.
0: immaculate mm-hmm. that's a tough that's a tough word to it is to achieve but i guess if you always shoot for that perfection
1: yeah and then you end up down here you're a lot better than you were yeah if you just yeah that's kind of that's, that's my problem that's why yeah. a lot of my own personal stuff like this like it's all very mechanically sound but i get like I I want everything to be like such a high level of perfection that I'm just like, I know I can't achieve that Mm -hmm. on what I'm doing with my budget. So I'm like, well, since it's a budget issue, I'm like, I'm just going to make it look terrible all the way around and it'll just be a fun car. It'll be a good conversation Well, I mean, that's,
0: that's definitely the funnest cars are where you don't, you can drive it in a parking lot or park it and not have to worry about it. And if you know, God forbid a shopping
1: cart or somebody door dings you, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, exactly. So, scratches, dents, it doesn't matter. I mean, I've I've probably done 90 on gravel on drag radials in this car, and it just, like, does fine. Yeah, you just blasted the, the back of the quarter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah that's, so. the Chevelle's getting to the point now, and I painted that in, like, early 2000s. That was okay. the first car I painted. And uh, it's to the point now where it's got some dents, it's got some scratches, the paint's not perfect by any means, so I'm yep. not as... Still don't want to get a door ding by any means, yes. but it's—I'm not as anal
1: about it. You—you you can take it on a road trip somewhere, and you don't have to worry about taping the grill. And, yeah, I'm not. No, you know, doing a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. that's like, well, if I don't haul this somewhere in an enclosed trailer, it's going to be ruined. It's yeah. just like. You can just go out and drive it, enjoy it. You can take it to Texas this weekend if you want to, and it's not going to hurt your feelings if you mm-hmm. get a chip in it. Exactly. Well, I can't take
0: it to Texas this weekend. Well, but, not with the oil pressure. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can borrow the five three if you want to. Yeah, just, just do a quick there swap like, yeah, there. It yeah. won't be too bad. So yeah,
0: but uh, yeah, yeah, so want to do one crazy build in the shop, whether it's yours. Yep. And do you? It's speaking of SEMA, it's SEMA season right now. Yes. So have you been to SEMA? I
1: have not. I've got a couple buddies who are out there this year.
0: I do too. We were supposed to go with Ben at No Coast Customs. Oh, okay. And then just financial reasons, medical issues, or whatever kind of, we're like, yeah, we're going to not yeah. spend the money this year for that. So, but I uh, that. yeah, it, it's I've been threatening to go for a couple of years and just never nutted up and done it. But yep. it seems like a really good time.
1: Yep. No, it absolutely, it, from what I've seen, it looks really good. I've thought about going to PRI as well. I'd mm-hmm. like to make it to that eventually, but a lot of that stuff, I just want to wait until I have something cool to take there. Yeah. Because I just, you know, I go to car shows and stuff, but just walking around without participating isn't my isn't my favorite thing. I think that's why I don't watch sports either. Like I love playing sports, but I don't watch sports because it's just kind of like I don't like watching other people. Yeah, that makes sense. I enjoy guess. something that like I could just do.
0: Yeah, I never really thought about it because I could pretty much care less about sports. But yeah. if you know Jackson was wanting to play basketball in the driveway and I was just going to go out to talk to him and then I ended up freaking playing basketball with him for forty-five minutes. Yeah, you know? exactly. And so it's fun to do, but I could care less to watch it. I mean, I watch football to take a nap or get drunk. Mm-hmm. Those are the two reasons yep. why I participate in football games. Yep,
1: <laughs> exactly. So it's not. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's not for me, but I like getting out in the garage. I'm a tinkerer. I got to use my hands. Like I have to be doing something, building yep. something, putting something together, figuring out mechanics, and just trying to understand
1: things better. Yep. So. I I relate to that, way too well. I've always I used to get just like chewed out by my dad because pretty much anything they'd get me i'd take it apart mm-hmm. you know i'm like five years old take apart my hot wheels track motor and stuff like that because something went wrong it's like well, it was already broken like i can't make it any worse
0: yeah i did the same thing i got i don't even know why but i got two little robots like remote control robots they're the exact oh, same yeah. i must have got one from my parents and maybe one from my grandma or something so i was like well i got two took one of them apart and couldn't figure out how to put it back together <laughs> <laughs> I still had one working one, but yeah, I was like, you got to quit taking this shit apart. And I was like, ah, it's, I want to see how it works. What is going yeah. on in there? How does, how's,
1: how does that work? It's magic. I want to figure it out. And that, I think that's kind of transferred into our adulthood because then we take something apart. It's like, oh, that's really cool. But like putting it back together isn't really an interest because it's like, okay, well, I know how it works. I think just knowing how something works is more interesting than like the final project final product That's probably why none of our
0: projects are ever 100 complete yes
1: like sometimes i'll get into like old motors like i've got a like a 28 willies Knight, and it's got a sleeve valve motor and i'm like that's the coolest thing like i didn't know sleeve valve motors even existed until i got that i car. don't even know what it is it's the the cylinder walls have like their own crankshaft so it's like it's almost like a two-stroke but like the cylinder sleeve moves up and down and lets air into the piston instead of coming through a valve. Okay, that's it's the craziest thing. I've my ever mind had. just got is blowing. Yeah, like. it's if you get a chance, just Google it. Look up like an old Willy sleeve valve motor. I'm like that is sweet. Makes like 13 horsepower. So it's super <laughs> efficient. <laughs> it's, super, <laughs> it's just awful. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, I got that and, like, kind of took the car apart and tinkered and looked at mm-hmm. everything, and I need to put it back together now, but I'm just kind of like, oh, well, like, know like, how oh, it works. I kind of want to so go on to like, the
0: next thing. Like,
1: yeah, so then I just kind of, like, move on to the next thing. And so. Yeah,
0: I definitely uh, know know that, like, once it's once it's almost done. Nothing's yeah. ever finished. It's time. All right, it's time to enjoy it. And it's like, all
1: right, now what are we going to do? We got to get to the next thing on the list. Is <laughs> it's, it's either that or we're justifying like some form of ADD. It could be. Oh, I think I, everybody. I everybody Dude, I definitely
0: like, uh, like it took me like three days to clean the podcast table off for this because it's like I would be picking something up off of it. And then yeah. I would end up going over there and like <laughs> organizing the toolbox or like start working on whatever was there. And it was like... Yep. Uh, this is never going to get done.
1: Yep. Absolutely. So
0: I I find a checklist helps a lot. If I have a yes. a list, I can yeah go up to the Big list because I sometimes I can't think of what's the next step to do. But if there's a list, like okay, I got to go, we got to run brake lines, or I got to do this and this, and it's like yeah, all right, let's just start that tonight and go on, you know. And then next thing you know, you're four things down the list. Yep. So you get I get a lot more done when I make a list, yep. especially in the garage because it is kind of sensory overload a little bit it's, you can it's big you're like oh yeah i should get the hobbit running oh oh crap that's leaking or oh i should do that or, oh, I do that. or maybe i should sweep for once you and know? then you get nothing
1: done yeah because you you're like well i'll sweep once i move that and then, but then you're like before <laughs> i move that like i don't want to push it outside without doing brake lines but i need to get brake lines but i'm gonna go to the store later yeah so like i'll get those when i go to the store mm-hmm. and then like Just going oh, in a circle the whole you time you know and that's like oh someone else went to the store and like it's like, oh, okay, well, never mind. I guess I'll figure it out. Figure it out later. I'll yeah, that that's way too much.
0: Definitely a checklists lot of checklists do help spinning the wheels for sure. So uh, we had kind of vaguely touched. Well, let's do this. I'll go with this. So okay. when this motor gets done, it'll be forged rotating, or forged rotating assembly six liter with LSA heads and an LSA blower. Okay. Um, BTR Stage Three blower cam okay uh, stock injectors you should probably just run it on pump gas but I will need to get that tuned at some point okay so or how far are you out are you like booked out months so, and years?
1: No. so like last summer I was three months out like people were hitting me up in May because they got their projects done and they're like hey can you get me in and mm-hmm. I'm like well I can in August and you know like and that's how everyone is like, yeah literally everyone's like that any tuning shop is like that so I'm like Okay, so there's obviously an issue with that because everyone's like that. There's no reason that everyone should be like that. I'm like, what can I do to change that? So I just started prioritizing tuning. You know, over the winter in Nebraska, you slow down because you oh, get yeah. like three weeks of snow. And like, no one's going to bring their Corvette when it's snowing. Exactly. So I'm like, okay, once I get like a good like three, four weeks slow down, I'll do some pickups. I, You know, I've got projects in the shop to do and all that, but I'm mm-hmm. like... When tuning season ramps back up, I'm going to drop anything that I'm doing in tune. So now it's one of those things where someone calls me up. They're like, hey, I have this car. I just got this done. When can you get me in? I'm like, bring it tonight. So I have been doing that all year. And it's the best thing I ever did with the business because I'm still doing like two, three cars a day. And, you know, sometimes I have to tell people like, oh, bring it next week because I've got too many cars at the shop or too many things happening. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those, like if I'm midway through an engine job, I literally just like stop the engine job and I'll tune two cars. And then they're just out because I'm always, I'm like the, as a tuner, I'm like the last rung of getting something done. Yeah. So, you know, everyone's always they're over budget. They're over time. Like they've, they've got all this money, they've got all this time into it. And they're like, finally it starts. And, they're like, sweet, I can get it to the tuner. Yeah, oh, in, it. in three months. Yeah. Great. So it's yeah, like... That's,
0: that's the heartbreaker right there. It's, yeah. like, it's like, finally, yeah. yes. So and I then, kind
1: of, and it used to be the reason why it would always throw me off so much is because I'd be a couple months out and the car would show up, wouldn't have enough injector or it would mm-hmm. have, you know, like a bad fuel pump. And that's, it, fuel issues are the bane of my existence. They're, it's constant. It's always fuel issues. Always not enough pump or not enough injector. That's just 24-7. That's just how it is. Or, or, you know, like something will come in and it like has the wrong length push rods and you can hear the valve train like crazy. It's like, hey, you should fix this before we spin it up on the dyno. A lot of little stuff like Mm -hmm. that. But now it used to be where like someone came in with that. And I'm like, hey, I'll order you injectors. I'll put the injectors in. You know, then the car would sit there for a week and a half while injectors showed up and stuff like that. Now it's like someone comes in that runs out of injector on the dyno like here take it put new injectors in call me when it's done bring it back back over and i'll finish it up and and i just charge like by the hour when it comes back and i've been doing that and it seems like everyone's super happy because now i can get their stuff in within a couple days
0: yeah and that makes sense too because yeah like i'm weird i don't want to leave my car anywhere and so like leaving my car in a shop even though it's secure or whatever it's leaving it in there and You know, so like I get that. Yeah. And then just, yeah, you're always making sure people are ready to go on the dyno before beforehand.
1: Well, and you know, I got to the point where I was so far out that I had to do all of these checklists and all of this stuff where Mm -hmm. it's like, Hey, make you know, I still have the checklist, but I just kind of like have it on the website. Like, you know, click this, check over everything. You'd be amazed how many people are just like, well, I only need three lug nuts to make 700 horsepower on each wheel on the back. And I'm like, I, I mean, like, I'm sure you did 100 miles an hour on it, but I mean, like... What if I'm missing
0: one lug nut on a front wheel?
1: That's fine. (laughs) I mean, it's not my favorite, but it's fine. It wouldn't be the first or last, I'm sure, that I'm going to see.
0: I let my brother borrow it so he could go copy it or whatever. He wanted to get for... I don't remember what the hell he was. He was putting on some rims for whatever, and he needed to know what the lug nut was that worked on those. So I took one off, gave it to him. He'll still say that he gave it back, but I still don't have it.
1: Are they what's that? I might have some.
0: They're the drag lights, weld drag lights.
1: Okay. For lug, I might have lug nuts. I have some that used to be on this for like crackers. Yeah. But the weld drag lights are probably They're thinner. Got,
0: they got the little shaft that goes down yeah. in the middle and a washer and whatever.
1: Yeah. Speaking of lug nuts, there's a mismatched one on that wheel that mm-hmm. I put on there on the way to the hoopty challenge, and this just shows how small of a world everything is had it on the trailer going down there with my buddy um and then we both uh i took my mom and he took his mother-in-law you know on the trip and it was a it was a fun mm-hmm. trip going down there but i stopped at an auto zone in albuquerque because it was the closest one off the internet off the internet off of the interstate yeah and they had one of those lug nuts there so i'm like cool stop in there and i've got a 2004 gto I'm on the GTO pages all the time. You know, I'm always, I troll a lot on the internet. So I'm always like, imagine that, you know, (laughs) smack talking on the internet, on the GTO pages. You know, sometimes when you're on those enough, you meet other people that Mm -hmm. talk a lot of crap on the internet and you kind of like get to know them through the internet. And I walk into this auto zone and there's a really clean GTO outside. And I was talking to my buddy, and he also has a GTO. I'm like, we should go talk to that guy and just ask him about it because it's a beautiful car. Yeah. And we start talking, and you know, he's like, "Oh, my name is my name's Connor." And I'm like, "Connor, what?" And he tells me his last name, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm I'm Brock Cole's from Facebook." And he's like, "No way!" Like we just ran into each other at uh-huh. AutoZone in Albuquerque.
0: Yeah, that was always too like in the SCR days back then. Oh, it was oh, like SCR. <laughs> It was, uh, what's your screen name? I don't know
1: who, I don't know anything about you. What do you drive or what's your screen name? <laughs> I'm glad that SCR is like been deleted. Like I'm has sad it officially that... been deleted. Oh Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, like a couple of years ago, part of me is really sad because I'd like to look back and see some of the old posts and see yeah, kind of exactly. how everything like progressed. But at the same time, I'm like, I never want to get into politics. I'm really glad that's gone. Oh, it's on a server somewhere. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it's definitely hidden somewhere for sure.
0: Just so they can bring that back. There's, I couldn't run for Pollux just because of SCR. Yeah. Because uh, there was a lot of shit talking in the early 2000s on that page. Um,
1: me, and, me and my buddy were talking about it the other day because he was on SCR. We were talking about how soft the internet's become. And like how you can't say stuff that you used to be able to say and how a lot of younger people are kind of missing out on a lot of that stuff. It was so fun. It was so fun. It was so fun. And the funny thing is, is like, you know, there were all sorts of things that you'd like say to people and like they never did anything. But now you can't say anything like that. And then like everyone is like still having all sorts of issues in life. And it's like, well, everything was a lot better with tough love.
0: Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, we'd talk shit on the internet and then be at Sam's Club or whatever that yeah. night. And it's like, <laughs> you little fucker, come here. I, or let's go, let's get this. You know, it wasn't yep. like nobody was like drawing a gun or trying to fight anybody. No. There was a few times probably where maybe some fists might have flying.
1: But uh, yeah. for the
0: most part, it was just fun talking shit. Yeah. It's just fun.
1: And everyone ended up kind of coming together in the end. Like a lot of my really good friends now, we hated each other yeah. on SCR. Like literally like we'd run into each other and we would like just stank eye, just like yep. right at each other, just mad the whole time. And now it's a couple of years later, like they're my drinking buddies. And mm-hmm. it's just like, it's weird how that all works out. But it, it, I think a lot of it came from, we were so similar yes. that we butted heads because we were so similar.
0: But you also have so much in common that it's easy to find a middle ground and, Yes. So, yeah. I, oh, God, I miss SCR. That was fun. I just wasted too <laughs> many hours, too many hours on there talking shit. But we learned so much. Yeah.
1: You know, like, it would go from one thread where, you know, someone would be talking about, like, a hookup they had that weekend and posting pictures, like, Jim. Um <laughs> <laughs> and then you'd go to you'd go to another thread. Dang, I, I forgot was, about those
0: threads. Oh you yeah. Know, the not work safe thread. And yeah. Yeah.
1: And so you'd go from like that to, you know, someone like Stein doing this like beautiful like five oh swap mm-hmm. in a Miata. And it's just like, wow, this is this is really nice. And like you'd learn so much from it. I learned a lot of what I know from just reading on that forum.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the build threads were pretty cool. Yeah. I tried to do one but then ended up just losing focus and got about like two yeah. pages in and called it called it a day.
1: Yeah. But oh God, S C R All of those forums were good. I I think I joined my first forum in like fifth grade. And it was a worldwide forum. You yeah, know, like just everyone from everywhere. It was it was called fastcars.com or like fastautos.com. So you know, it was this huge website. It was just like a collection of car pictures and stats on mm-hmm. supercars. So, you know, being in like fourth, fifth grade, like that's awesome. I didn't have internet at home because we lived in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I went to a school with like three people in my class. Oh, that's that's how middle of nowhere I grew okay, up. Okay, that's that's pretty far out there. Yeah, it's very <laughs> far out there. So we, uh, I would go to the library And go on forums and you know like I'm like a fifth grader on this worldwide forum and I would just get torn apart because my grammar sucks the way Mm -hmm. I talk sucks like I I can't formulate a lot of things because I'm in fifth grade and then that kind of like I think that helped build me more than anything because I got really good at writing and really good at punctuation because I didn't care about that in school. But yeah. once I got bullied for it left and right, I'm like, oh, maybe I should actually right. fix put a this. little put a little effort into that. Yeah, and then it like everything smoothed out from there, and then it's like, okay, well now I'm kind of like a somewhat respected member of this community, and then we'd we'd kind of get together and we'd go spam other forums. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know what what word I can use here, but like, um, I don't know uh, as far as YouTube censorship, but we if it's if if it's uh i don't really give a shit about that i okay, guess but okay if, yeah
0: if you if it's something that's like totally <laughs> like someone's dropping in bombs or something i'll go ahead no, and not put that
1: in no. There. uh so we would we would spam all these forums we'd get together on like msn messenger and mm-hmm. we'd have a group chat on there and we'd all make 10 profiles on a forum each and we'd hit our daily limit we would do this in the middle of the night and just post ridiculous Smile, stuff. we
0: did smiley bombs or whatever where you just crash the site because you would just copy and
1: paste thousands of smileys and we brought scr down a handful of times we did something exactly like that but we took down ferrari chat with pictures of horse sticks (laughs) 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 they were so mad they banned us from the like first forum that we were all on yeah i was in like seventh grade at this time i thought it was hilarious and now i'm like getting information from ferrari chat because i like stuff like that but yeah. i just think it's funny it comes full circle but they were so mad about that because it took them they only had like one admin or moderator at the time it took them like two days to clean it all up yeah so, so you know, it was just like it. forum after forum a of couple just guys can do a lot sticks. of a
0: lot of damage in <laughs> a few hours for sure
1: and um they got us i think they paid someone to ban us from our home forum so then we made our own forum, and then that forum just, like, disappeared because no one else was on it. Because everyone's like, why'd they ban them? Like, they were the fun ones here.
0: What year would that have been, roughly, time frame-wise? Oh, man.
1: That probably would have been, like, 06, 07. Okay.
0: Yeah, so that was kind of when I was getting out of SCR and okay. the car like yeah. still into cars and stuff but bought a house had a wife had kids oh, and yeah. so I kind
1: of teared off of that and didn't really get on SCR or do all yeah that stuff I was so. pretty young still that well maybe it was It might have been like 05 even. Yeah. I don't know. It was probably around there. I mean, it was in those, you know, like I was still really young. I Mm -hmm. I don't know. I can't help that. But it's just like. You can't help that. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) But like I kind of got to just, I just got to see like the end of it where like Mm -hmm. it was the wild west of the internet, but then the censorship started coming around. So I knew how to get around the algorithms because I just researched it. But yeah, that's true. The algorithm has changed. I very rarely get banned, but I talk still a lot of stuff on Facebook and I, I've, I've had issues with that in the past where like even, you know, like my, my most recent girlfriend, um, we're still together, but her, (laughs) her friends were like, they saw my Facebook and they're like, this is ridiculous. (laughs) Like, he's ridiculous. Like, don't date him. Oh, good. 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 Like, this is terrible. And I'm like, uh, you should have seen how it was ten years ago, because this is just like the most mild thing in the world now. Yeah, so.
0: it's very, very cleaned up, very <laughs> proper now. Yeah,
1: yeah, I almost look professional in my mind. Yeah, I, uh,
0: I didn't really. I was joking around with a buddy, and I don't know if I should put say this on the internet because it's done and gone now. But I was joking around with a buddy on Facebook, and I didn't really understand Facebook that well or how yeah. it all worked. So I thought I was just commenting on his thing, and it was one of the women's march things or whatever. He's mm-hmm. like. I didn't realize he, com- he didn't know he commented it on the women's March page because he was responding to somebody else. And he said, when's yeah. there going to be a man's March? You know, this is bullshit. And I responded to him thinking it was on his page. And I was like, they're just a bunch of stuffy cunts. Uh, It was
1: on, like, the comments of, like, their actual march, wasn't it? Yeah, I was
0: like, they're just being a bunch of stuffy cunts and don't want us to have a man's day or whatever. And, uh, wow, you would not believe the amount of uh, messages I got saying, oh, they just instantly, like, searched me, you know, went to my page or whatever. Like, oh, I wonder if... His wife knows he calls women's women cunt on the internet and or oh it looks like he's a business owner. Do you think his customers would like to know yep. about and I was like, fuck, how am I gonna get out of this one? Luckily yep. I just let it all it'll Just all let it ride down. out, yeah. And it just goes don't, away. don't apologize. Don't yep. back down from it. And maybe don't double down, but you know, just let it let it simmer out a little I bit. I don't
1: I don't have any of my business stuff on my Facebook page. Yeah. I actually it was actually kind of a joke. I was making fun of the local police department a while back because they'd kick us out of parking lots all the time. Mm-hmm. But I've always had my profession on Facebook for the last couple of years as parking lot enforcement. Oh, okay. And you'd be amazed how many people would like message me and they're like, of course, you're all, you're all mad about this because you work some loser job being a parking lot security guard. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I do. I hope you don't call my employer. I'll probably get fired. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's, <laughs> that's a really good idea. And I probably should, but. I don't know. I don't, I haven't added anything to my construction Facebook page in years. I don't yeah. even, and even my website, I haven't updated, Yeah. I don't think for two years. So it's, I don't really, it doesn't really give me anything or benefit me that much yeah. having it, but it's just something you're supposed to have as a, yeah. I guess, a business there's, owner. That's
1: like a formality. Yeah. I don't put too much on it anymore either. Yeah. Because. that's just kind of how it goes.
0: Yeah, and would some of that be dealing with, uh, does the EPA creep? I'm assuming social media is probably probably where they find a lot of these
1: companies. Yeah, I think there's some stuff coming down the line from what I've heard. I think from what I have heard, as far as car tuning goes, Mm -hmm. if the cars you're tuning, like X amount of percentages of them meet the EPA requirements and they pass emissions, then they're going to kind of not be super into it i hope and 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 with gas stuff like it's not it's not like the diesel stuff i don't tune diesel stuff for that reason just because i like tuning diesels but just like i did my own but i if i get into it again i'm not gonna do any deletes and honestly like i know this sounds very like on me of me (laughs) um but like on anything like 2013 and up Like, there's no benefit to taking the cats off or, like, deleting the emission stuff. Like, most of them don't gain any power until, like... Like, you can take, like, a newer Camaro Mm -hmm. and put, like, a blower on it and make, like, 800 horsepower through stock cats. And, like, you're fine. You don't gain anything. Like, I've done some, like, back-to-back testing. Yeah. Just on the Dyno. And, you know, even, like, those high-flow cats that, Mm -hmm. like, the what brand they're like the green cat or something like that um i think like magnaflow sells them or something and we did a back-to-back on a the car made right at 500 at the tire on a blower setup and we went from those to none and it was within one horsepower so So it's like no it's it's not it's not beneficial anymore it's not like on like a 2000 camaro yeah where you take like the manifolds off and stick long tubes on and pick up 30 wheel horsepower now it's like You take the manifolds off, like even like the new Hemis, like you can take manifolds and cats off of like a, like a nice, like, um, newer six, four and put long tubes on and -hmm. you'll gain like three horsepower. It's not, it's it's not worth the energy and the money to do all that. Yes, it's not. And then it just stinks. Like then the car smells up the garage and it smells like gas and everyone complains because it reeks like gas and it's just like. You're better off just not. You're way better off just leaving
0: it. Well, and if you guys are putting good tunes on the car, <laughs> technically they probably should pass this. They yeah. should pass the sniff test anyway, because it's yes. not like you're wanting them to run fat anyway. You're yep. trying to get as most most efficient no, as possible. They, basically, like you want them
1: as efficient as you can. Yeah, because that's where you make the most power as well. So it's just kind of like, and I mean, they like cats don't do anything at wide open throttle anyway. They're designed not to. Oh really? Yeah, they like the amount that a cat does at wide open throttle, like on a factory vehicle, is pretty much none. Probably because it's so much flow, it's moving so across much air it. moving through there, yeah. it can't get the airflow hot enough going through it to actually do. Gotcha. It. So they'll like they add a little bit of fuel in up top from the factory, like it'll go a little bit rich up top, mm-hmm. just to kind of like keep the cats cooled down. But it doesn't actually affect the performance at all. It and doesn't I, make any power, it doesn't make any horsepower. I, I think it's like maybe five horsepower.
0: With all the ECUs and the tuning and all the programs and stuff out there, gone are the days of fat and happy. You yeah. know, and like yeah. play it on the the safe side and
1: yeah. run it a little fast. I still do a little bit, but not crazy. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, you know, they're like, Oh, well it didn't make as much power as you thought it was gonna make. You gotta go to like a twelve seven AFR. You go from like a twelve O to like a twelve seven. It's like two horsepower. It's like yeah. It's not you know on like a direct injection motor. That's a little bit different. They're a whole different animal. But yeah, I've been getting into stuff where like I've been finding out like through tuning, I've learned so much stuff. It's like I found out that Eco Boosts are sensitive to oil. Like if you don't get like a direct injection uh, or direct injected type of oil, mm-hmm. they will predetonate at low speeds. Like, they'll literally, they'll be like negative timing because they've got such a fine fuel mist that it'll mix with the oil on the cylinder walls at like 1500 RPM. Okay. And detonate on the cylinder wall while the piston's on its way up. Hmm. And it's like, okay. That's uh, once I started like reading things and finding things like that out, like it kind of changed everything. So what's that.
0: different with the oils, or is it?
1: As far as I know, it they just changed the. It, it must be on like a molecular mm-hmm. thing. Like, it, I think I re- I read this like two years ago, so don't 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 quote, quote me. me you know, someone in, in the comments, someone the comments is like getting the guillotine out right now. Yeah, They're like this guy. Like, yes, <laughs> this idiot doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> no, but uh, I think it just kind of like holds on the. Um, holds onto the cylinder wall a little bit better. And okay. I think that there's some certain chemical in like the older, cheaper oil mm-hmm. that like is more easily ignitable. Would so, with that direct injection too,
0: are you more worried about washing the cylinder walls? No, down? no, you're not. No, not at all. Okay. Um,
1: they they seem like they do just fine. Okay. It's more of a, I've seen more issues with people like blasting through pistons because they have enough pressure to like sandblast a hole in the piston, really. It's not really on gas stuff, diesel's Diesel, really bad yeah. about that. But like gas stuff, I have seen a couple of gas motors, like now, even like factory stuff, like factory ecotechs. I've seen holes in pistons on ecotechs where they just kind of like slowly went through.
0: The Duramax just, is running like 26,000 psi or whatever. Um, the yeah, fuel pressure. High, high is,
1: pressure is a gas. This. Gas on average is like in the two thousands. Oh, like it, so you might com- see like three thousand. So it's
0: completely different. Yes. Like as far as they're
1: still pretty high up there, but they're, yeah, they're not as bad.
0: So does that have like an ejection pump like a diesel then, like down yes, in they... there that builds like yes. doubles uh, the pressure? They're, they're cam
1: driven, so they've got the they've got their factory lift pump mm-hmm. feeding into it, and then they've got the high pressure one running off the cam. And a lot of the newer ones, like if you do a bigger camshaft, you can do a bigger lobe on the camshaft. Um, and then you get more lift, but then you have to make sure everything's good as far as that goes. But you can get a little more fuel doing that. Hmm. But the injectors are a lot more expensive. But, man, like, they do good. Like, the newer LT motors are, like, good. Yeah, like and I
0: think the aftermarket's starting to come along to them also. Yes. Because I know, talking to bit at no Coast, they had a hell of an issue because they got an LT or LT4 or something, like, yeah. pretty early on, you know. And there wasn't a ton of aftermarket, so they're having some issues, yeah, getting things to fit in line and then tune or wiring yeah. harnesses and stuff like that, and having to try to make stuff work. It's coming
1: around now; mm-hmm. it's getting there.
0: I just hope the EPA doesn't just
1: fuck everybody over, yeah, like on all this stuff, like just pretty much take it away. Yeah, which I know they're like. Um, I don't even think they can. Who was it? Someone was telling me that like. As far as like carburetors go, like Holly isn't selling them. Was it? They're not selling them to like middlemen anymore. Like they're not having like retailers of carburetors anymore because they don't want anyone selling stuff to people in California. Like stuff wow, like the really? of that. Yeah. Because so of... I heard stuff like stuff like that's coming down the pipeline, mm-hmm. which is frustrating because it's, you know, California. And it's just like, okay, well, if you're putting this old carb on an old car cares like it's before emissions anyway it's probably going to run better than whatever (laughs) is on this 1960 like a we have a stock 1965 chevelle it's probably going to run better with a modern day carburetor Mm -hmm. and use less fuel than a 1965
0: all the metering circuits and everything is just going to be so much more precise and yes finite compared to old casting and machine work and all that
1: stuff i think they just want to take away everything that's fun
0: I, I'm not going to argue with you. I feel like the older I get, the more of like the crotchety old man I become that I always wondered how people get like that. We're like, Oh, the fucking government. Oh, the taxes. Oh, yeah. the EPA or uh, the, yeah. I mean, I tried to order a damn fuel pressure regulator. Uh, I think I got it from, ordered it from Speedway and it was drop shipped. And, uh, from AEM. And yeah. I had to fill out a damn piece of paper stating, you know, my name, the VIN an affidavit, yeah. I guess, or whatever. And, the van and all that stuff. Well, I just filled out 1985 CRX. Don't have the van. It's a drag car. Yeah. Um. You know, it'll never be on yep. the street. There's no license plate number. You need to have all this stuff yeah. on there. And I sent it back in, and they go, "Yeah, we're not going to be able to ship this to you." I was like, "Cancel my order, and I'll go buy one off eBay." Yeah. And that's what I ended up doing. Just crazy. It's nuts. And like HB Tuners is doing. You have to take a uh, a course. A course now. Yes. And that's is that their
1: which I have not done. Cause I don't want that
0: information out there. Me. You
1: know yeah. what I mean? Like there's, they're making a database basically. Yeah. Like yeah. it's kind of to that point where it's going to be like, if you want to do this stuff to your car, like you're just gonna have to live with a check engine light. Like, oh no, a check engine light. Like yeah. just take the bulb out. Yeah. Or something. Like it doesn't affect <laughs> anything else. Like none of that stuff. You can it. You know what I mean? There's just like, you're just gonna have to live with it. If you want a drag car, an off-road drag car that you want to take that stuff off of, which you mm-hmm. don't really need. To, like you don't need to until you're making like twelve hundred or a thousand horse. But you know what I mean. Like there's just no reason. Turbo cars are a little more sensitive to it, but even then, like they do okay. You is know, that a back
0: pressure like, issue type deal with the exhaust yeah. and the exhaust not flowing? I think
1: I think another issue is people put them too close cuz you like turbos make such high heat mm-hmm. that i think they can't get enough efficiency down low that the cat is efficient enough like cuz it needs to be so close but then egt's are so high that they end up cooking the cats out at wide open cuz they're making so much power. Yeah, that makes sense. So i don't know. That's it's, where it kind of becomes the the wishy-washy area of everything that i wish it just didn't really have to be an issue. But I think that they're making such big bounds in stuff that I think in five years it's not going to be an issue anymore.
0: As far as they're pushing so far, and I think technology going, is going to catch up. To where, like the EPA catch...
1: is just going to kind of be like, okay, well this isn't. But then again, the EPA just wants to like shove everything down
0: dude it's like build it's like building codes and stuff like that like there's yeah. they gotta justify their job so they're change the codes every four years or yeah. whatever and like they just keep it, they, they move with technology so they keep yeah. changing things and yeah. it's just like where do you draw the line like i'm just i held my cars i don't even hardly drive them that often so i'm not contributing at all yeah. and with an ls and the the chevelle it's way more
1: environmentally
0: friendly than a big
1: block would be thousand times better and like there's 20 people in Priuses making up for you compared to like 10 years ago when everyone's driving around and like not 10 years probably 30 years ago but like everyone's got like a Ford LTD yeah (laughs) it's like everyone's in a Ford LTD Mm -hmm. big ass Caprice (laughs)
0: classic and you know
1: no cats no nothing yeah so I don't know but stuff is progressing I mean, you look at the horsepower difference. I mean, like you can go out and buy like a factory Kia that will just like womp a '70 Chevelle SS.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like and the horsepower like, wars are right now. They're not the horsepower wars of the '60s and '70s, or you know, early '70s. And those... the
1: factory emissions on those last a hundred thousand miles. So it's like, I don't know. Like you can go out and buy a new Hellcat and make 900 tire on like stock cats and like yeah like that's pretty cool it's getting there it'll it'll be there will the aftermarket keep up i don't know might be there but is it going to be one of
0: those things where you're just getting factory packages now yes so you're adding gm's taking the uh or dodge or whoever they're taking the okay this is what we have to have if you want to buy the 1200 horsepower package you got to have these headers or whatever and then they become compliant that way yes Which is going to suck for
1: all of the aftermarket. It's really going to kill the aftermarket industry. But I don't know. I'm just, I've always, I always keep an eye on everything else because there's always a million other routes. You know, Mm. it's like there were probably a lot of people who shooed horses in the early 1900s that like when everything kind of went to cars, like they probably weren't like government, blah, 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 pushing cars is just like, Okay, I guess we'll go work on cars, or we'll go shoe horses in another state until we can retire. <laughs> yeah, you know? that's that's
0: true. Yeah, move up
1: to Montana and shoe horses a little bit longer. Like,
0: I don't know. If everything's constantly changing. We're constantly evolving,
1: whether we yeah. want to or not. And yeah. so, and that's kind of how I've seen my business from the beginning. Because too many, I think too many people get too deep into like associating their entire lives with it, and like if something goes bad, like the world just crushes down yeah and it's just like from the beginning i was like this is going to be a learning experience and if i fail i fail and i did more than 99 percent of people ever would go out and just do just trying it so it's like i just try it and like uh, it's like i have gotten way farther past my business on my business month than my goals ever were Mm -hmm. so it's like Okay. Every Hello. time
0: you get uncomfortable, you grow and you learn yeah. and then, or make mistakes, you know, and you go, well, won't do that again. Yeah, exactly. Especially when they hurt your wallet. You're like, okay, definitely not going to make that one again. Yeah. So, so there's been plenty of those. Oh, yeah. I, I know that all too well. So I love working for free. That's, that's, yeah. That's so why those. I go to work every day. You get, you get to
1: pay to go to do something you love. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Something like that. Yeah. Some
0: days I wonder why I'm still in construction, but, you know, it's all right. Yeah. So, um, what's this van life about? You got this Escalade, you're living, you're yeah. trying to build a house out of, you still got that going on? A little bit.
1: I finally got it registered.
0: Okay. And that's a I major like, step in the right direction. I got direction. it like a year ago.
1: And yeah. I was like, I need to register this. And then like this last year has been just like, like my dog got into rat poison at the beginning of last year. Oh, that's and like, it was like a $1,600 bill. And that was like the the least of my problems this year. It's just been like one thing what, after yeah. the next. So it's like, oh, whatever. Um but yeah, I've I've been doing a little bit with it. I've been taking it around a little bit, but honestly I I take the Audi more places because the mattress fits in that and mm-hmm. it gets like three times the gas mileage because gas prices are not definitely, great. Yet.
0: Definitely have gone the wrong direction the last couple of years. And then for the sure.
1: lifters failed in that escalade, like oh. Right after I got done doing some of the build-out in it, yeah. lifters failed. And Perfect. he did lifters before I bought it. GM lifters. And I know he did, because he was a very straight shooter. He showed me the receipts. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it was a, it's and he did. When I took them out, they were new GM lifters. They failed after, like, a month and a half. That's yeah. the other
0: thing, too. Like, LS7 lifters were always the one to get. Get the yeah. LS7 lifters. And I've heard they're just
1: complete shit now. Everything's junk. It, the, the parts quality of everything. That's the reason I haven't been doing a lot of cam swaps. Because, like... I do like five cam swaps and I'd have like two lifter failures. And mm-hmm. it's just like, how do I make a living doing this when I have to redo everything? Yeah, Or, that's... you know, like you put a converter in like a torque converter and like torque converter fails or you do this and this fails. It's just like, this sucks. Like everything, when COVID started, it's just like everything went downhill.
0: Oh yeah. It's for like sure.
1: people, people can barely like show up for work and like make a hamburger. like, I can't imagine like when people have to deal with tolerances. Yeah. And that's what's happening because like no one is working anywhere. That's been working there for a long time. Everyone has switched and changed jobs. So now instead of having some old guy named Bill, that's been making these LS seven lifters since 1993, they've got some kid who kind of came in there from like engineering school that can't get another job. And he's just like doing that. Trying to find something. Yeah. Until he gets the job that he really wants. So it's just like, You know, like, all, I've had a couple of lifters show up that don't even fit in the lifter bores. Really? Like, literally don't fit in the lifter bore. And I'm like, well, maybe there's something wrong with this engine. And I've got 20 LS engines laying around the shop. I'm like, wow, this lifter doesn't fit into any of these. So then I call the manufacturer, and they're like, well, that's not our problem. There's no warranty on those. I'm like, it doesn't even fit in the hole. Like, how's this going to handle 7,500 RPM? Yeah, that doesn't... It's wild to me. Like, if the tolerances of the outside suck that bad, like, what's the inside going to be like? There's nothing
0: on the inside. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like, like, no wonder these things aren't going right. Like, this is nuts. So is there... Total clown shoes.
0: I was talking to Wishman, and he said, I think it was a Cadillac, racing Cadillac, whatever, lifter, that one was... Those do good. That one was still good. I've like, two or three sets of those, but... They're three times the price.
1: Yes, but... Whatever. But who knows where those are being manufactured at now, too. Yeah. You know they were probably being manufactured at least in canada for a while but they're probably being manufactured somewhere that i can't pronounce the name of
0: mm. yes yeah. where they're used to making i saw comp came out
1: with a new lifter they've got like the hydraulic part in the middle it mm-hmm. is its own little like apparatus not apparatus but its own little thing like it's removable it's a cartridge okay it's, like, the hydraulic part of the lifter is a cartridge I'm excited for those but they're like 650 or 700 set which if i don't have to take an engine apart twice i will happily pay that yeah like, and so care. you
0: just basically well it's you can just pop it out replace it if the yes. if the body or the shaft and the roller yeah, is still good you fine. can just replace
1: the the which it seems like most of the time i've had a lot of roller failures too but you can't i spent oh i'd say probably two or three months like an hour or two a day just like researching lifters and i couldn't find any that were fully american manufactured i found one place down in like florida that Mm -hmm. does american assembled but they're still using like chinese skf bearings and stuff stuff like that like they're still using chinese bearings and everything
0: yeah that's the uh the tools will say that it'll be like Proudly assembled in America. Yeah. You know, they got the flag on it. You're like, oh, it's made in America. No, it's just put together in America. It's like a hammer that's (laughs)
1: like made in America. It's like, well, the wood comes from Guam Mm -hmm. and the top of the hammer comes from somewhere in Asia. Yeah. And then it ships here together and then they go. (laughs) exactly it's like oh it's american made yeah it's made in america that's how all of them are the only fully american made lifters i could find are like short travel or solid solid ones like solid roller lifters and i'm like well i'm not gonna put a solid roller lifter in some guys like daily driver 2008 silverado so since
0: the ls are non-adjustable rockers and you go with like a solid cam or a solid lifter yeah do you just measuring push rods and getting an exact length, I or you do you just have, have to, to just convert have to, over to an adjustable rocker? You have to go to adjust. Okay.
1: Yeah. You just have to. There's no getting around it. I'm like, I'm not gonna do that on like. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh well, my wife drives my Tahoe every day, so I'll just do those lifters and those. It's like, okay, well, tell your wife she might have to check the lash on the lifters <laughs> when she when she gets to a Walmart this afternoon. Yeah, I go out there with the feeler
0: <laughs> gauge, and sh- sh- sh-
1: sh- I never had
0: an issue. I had that solid roller cam and the 283 that was in the don't. Chevelle, and I I'm terrible at maintenance. Like I, it's. It's yep. Probably that ADHD or whatever, where I'm like, Oh, that looks funner to do, and so yep. I would. I think I checked them twice, yeah, they're probably fine, and they were all within reason after I got the uh, stud girdles because I was constantly breaking rocker yep. studs with that cam and the valve spring. So. so that's
1: normally how it goes, like, you could do that. I could put those in this, and I'd never have to adjust them ever, but I'd get that, like, one picky 75 year old come mm-hmm. in, and like. I'd do solids on his and they'd like, they'd loosen up every like three minutes. Yeah, exactly. You know, like that's just how, it, that's just how my luck is. That's how the world comes together. Most days.
0: So. Uh, that's, that's probably everybody's luck. It just depends on yeah. how you take it. But yeah, I get yeah. that. Like, but I, my dad always used to say, he's like, Oh, don't do that. Cause you know, back in the sixties yeah. and you know, the cars, the old ones were terrible. Yeah. Constantly having to do it. But I think fasteners like, are way better now. Poly locks and girdles yeah. and all that stuff. It, I think it locked them all together and didn't have any issues with it. So It helps a lot. Yeah. A lot
1: a lot. Just like out and about, like I went skiing with some random chicks from Minnesota. Like How do you uh, go
0: skiing? I'm trying to think how to How do you go skiing with random chicks from Minnesota?
1: <laughs> uh so uh, I like telling this story cuz it's just none of my friends thought I was going to apparently. So there was tequila involved. Um, usually how a lot of good stories start. And I was at a bar downtown Lincoln and I was talking to some girls at the bar next to me and they're like, Oh, we're going skiing tonight. I'm like, that sounds fun. And they're like, yeah, do you want to go? I'm like, yeah. And the next thing I know, (laughs) it's like four in the morning and I'm just like mobbing across Nebraska in the backseat of a Subaru going up to Colorado, going up to Colorado and I just went back to bed and woke up, and I was at the ski resort. Did you actually go skiing? I went skiing, yeah. Nice. And I am really bad at skiing, and I didn't have my glasses. I didn't have any – I had, like, cowboy boots, jeans, and a coat. That's not the best uh, That's not great skiing ski gear. <laughs> yeah, that's not <laughs> and the so, best gear. And I was very hungover, like really hungover. Oh, yeah. And the one is, like, a professional – like, she does, like, college skiing. Oh, and the okay. Um, so. And her sister – is just really good at skiing because they've always went skiing together. And apparently I said that I can ski and I had never been skiing before.
0: (laughs) So they found out really fast. It took me like it
1: took me like 45 minutes to get down the catwalk. And then I got to the bottom and I'm like, I can't do this. Like the world is spinning. My knees hurt. Like I can't see. Like it was just a just a not great experience. But I did have fun. And then they were going for two days. So I'm like, okay, well, I have tomorrow too. What am I, I going to do tomorrow? And this was like peak COVID in Colorado. So like everything is shut oh, down. Everything. Oh, yeah. Except there were a couple of like pubs that were open around there. Mm-hmm. And there's this little like tram bus. Not a tram bus, but there's just like this little bus that goes Shuttle from like from... small town. It goes like Vale, all of the little towns through there. We were at like Beaver Creek or something. It went from like there to Vale and blah, blah, blah. And I just like... My phone died, so I was like, "Hey guys, we'll meet at like 3:30 at the car." Okay, sounds good. And I just like, roamed around through these small towns and like drank and talked to strangers for the rest of the day. Huh. That was interesting. That sounds I, interesting. I, I fell asleep by a fire. I literally felt like a homeless person, but I mean, like it was okay. It's, like it, it was it was like it was like the closest I've had to like real freedom. Yeah, you know? probably not being
0: tied down to anything and yeah, like, I'm like not what responsibilities? Having any responsibility? Do I have. Yeah.
1: And then uh, shout out to my buddy who has a towing company here in town because I called him because my vehicle is still downtown. Yeah, and it was like a Friday night, and I'm like, it's gonna be there all day Saturday, and it's at a meter, like it's gonna get, it's either gonna get towed or it's gonna get a lot of tickets. So I called him up. And I'm like, hey, like I called him up right away Saturday morning. I'm like, hey, before I get a ticket, can you go? Tow this vehicle from downtown and take it to my shop. <laughs> yeah. and he's like, yeah, sure thing. So like, okay, sixty bucks. Don't have to worry about That's it. That's nice. That's
0: like, better than the ticket. What's your <laughs> what's your buddy's tow truck company? Uh, we start towing. We start. Okay. Yeah. Do you know Brian? Uh, I've met him once or twice. Uh, he's a Hartshorn, I think. Yes. And one yeah. of my good buddies is Mike Hartshorn, but they're oh, okay. they're not related. Oh. They're like maybe third second cousins yeah. down the way. So yeah.
1: Brian's awesome. Yeah. He's, like he has saved my. But so many times, because I it's constantly customer cars. You know, like when you build drag cars, like you get done with something and rear end breaks, or you get done with something, you know, it blows a coolant hose off because a, ho- a head gasket goes. And mm-hmm. Just little stuff like that, and it's just like, you know, I'll be out tuning something at two in the morning, and something will just like let go in there, and I'm go. like, cool, I'm on the side of the highway at two in the morning. In a car that's
0: probably less than uh, DOT approved. Yeah. <laughs>
1: sitting on the side of the highway. And I'm like, and and I have been pulled over tuning before a couple of times. And it's just been like, I haven't gotten any tickets, but it's just like, I've been sitting on the side of the road, like writing a tune or like oh, kind of like yeah. in the median. It'll mm-hmm. be like three in the morning. I'm just like sitting on the side of the road on a laptop. That's a red flag to most cops. Cause they see that and they're like, what's this guy doing? Yeah. I mean, I guess, but. Yeah, what, how does that work with,
0: uh, like, customers' cars and have ever hassled you for not having nine times out registration of ten registration or anything? They come or... up to
1: the window, and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm a mechanic. It's got a misfire, or I'm chasing this, or I'm tuning it. And most of them know what tuning is. and yeah. They're like, oh, can you do my pickup? Like, I've had a couple of them ask if I can do their vehicles, and I have tuned a couple of officers' vehicles, I'm like, they're pretty cool. I'm like, That's good. I was like, "Hey, are we outside of your jurisdiction cuz I'm about to do a poll?" <laughs> 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 and they're like they're like, "I don't care." <laughs> like,
0: yeah, I don't th- I don't think a lot of them really care. I think they only care when they have to respond to a call.
1: Yeah. Or they no, get, something gets
0: called in. Yeah. Cuz I mean, shit, at the street races for however many years, there was never unless somebody was actively racing when they yes. got there. They just parked and said, "Go home." Time to go, and then yep. we'd go to Sam's Club and go well, back a to a different spot. A lot of them spot. are really
1: cool, and they they understand because, especially with like how crime has been in this city lately. Mm-hmm. Thank you to our wonderful mayor. Yes, and, uh, new police chief for mm-hmm. being from very Saint good in allowing Francisco. all of the yeah. murders. You know, we need more more heroin in the streets. Is uh, we yeah, need. we need more homeless less, people. Less less loud exhaust. Yes, absolutely. More heroin. Being injected in front of children
0: and homeless people, too.
1: And homeless people, yeah. We definitely need the the bomb camps.
0: We straight up have it looks like uh, LA now, like there's like a Mexican lady selling flowers on the street corner. Yes, it's fucking insane, it's crazy. Yeah,
1: it's whatever. It,
0: and there's dudes standing on the corner panhandling it. people
1: want it. it and and they're like, point. can't even
0: hold their head straight. And they're bobbing yeah. all over the place. And it's like, this is not I never
1: used to get just screamed at by strangers just walking. You know, you, you could walk through downtown. Yeah. And you might like hear someone like on the corner just like screaming because they're just out of their mind. You know, mm-hmm. they got something going on. It's like, OK, that sucks. You know, like, I feel bad for them. But um, but now they're like aggressive. Yes. Or they'll start like screaming at you just for like being around them. hmm And then it's like, okay, so worst case scenario, they do that and they go get like a free night of food and shelter. And it's better than what they get.
0: I suppose so. Yeah, we were... I was... uh going to ace or whatever to get a bolt or some shit for a project a and lock. there was uh up there by uh on like 48th and vine oh okay and okay. there was a dude on a scooter or like a little mini bike scooter thing and he was like he was dressed like in a suit with like a real bright tie and like some red shoes on and i was like this guy looks kind of funny but he's kind of, he no helmet either yeah. and so he's swerving around a little bit and so i'm like making sure he's not gonna yeah, I don't want to hit him, or yeah. he's gonna run into me, or whatever. So I turn. He ends up getting behind us and follows me in there, and he starts fucking screaming like, "You motherfucker, you fucking child!" I'm like, and at first I just thought I didn't know what I thought he was on the phone or something. Yeah, and then he starts keep keep screaming. He's like, and I look and I'm like, "Can I help you? What the hell? What what's the problem?" He's like, "You motherfucker, you came over by me, you fuck!" And I was like, "I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about." And he was just screaming for 15 minutes. And I was like, all right, dude, I got to whatever, right. dude, you go Later. over there and scream at the wall. And
1: yeah, it's insane. Yeah, it's a problem. It's absolutely insane. But they're more focused on traffic violations than they ever I, will be on that. Oh, I think so. And but that's one mind thing blowing,
0: I've noticed is I haven't seen, you know, I drive all day or, you know, I'm driving around town for work yeah. or whatever. I haven't seen like speed traps.
1: No, I haven't seen as many of
0: those. And I had the—they always have the bike cops out, and they're the yeah. worst Nazis in the world. Mm-hmm. When you get pulled over, they're dicks. Yeah, I didn't see—I didn't recognize those guys at all this summer out. Really, maybe a little bit, but not like normal.
1: I also—I my my rule of thumb is back to the motorcycle cop thing. Yeah. Um, I will not trust the government until I can't get a seatbelt ticket from a motorcycle cop. Ooh, like as long as motorcycle cops can give me a seatbelt ticket, I don't trust anything.
0: Damn, that's a, yeah, yeah that's crazy. They shouldn't be able yeah. to.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like, where's your seatbelt? You're on a death machine. And yeah. Yeah. That's a, good I am point. In a nice padded vehicle. Like I understand you can hit airbags and there's stuff like that, but like you're going to just get thrown from your motorcycle as well. And yeah like, would, would okay, their that's... excuse be i have a helmet on that's like my seatbelt yeah but like why can't i wear a helmet in my car then
0: it's a good point the airbag would hurt less when you hit that without a seatbelt on
1: yeah and it's like you like i've i've been because every once in a while i'll get honory and i'll like drive around with a helmet on <laughs> and it's like you can get heckled for driving with a helmet on but like a motorcycle cop has a helmet on so it's like if i have a helmet and no seatbelt it does feel weird to drive. But an officer has a helmet and no seatbelt. Like,
0: that's a good point, yeah. Because technically, you're even safer than he is in yeah. a car with a helmet on yeah. and no seatbelt.
1: Yeah. I know that's probably, like, this is probably one of those, like, Joe Rogan, like, how much ham is actually in hamburger moments? <laughs> <laughs> like, 40. Like a, I'm just like off on a No, tangent. it's fine. It'll work. Because it's it
0: is it's a good point. It's a really good point. And I, I agree that the uh, it's it's hard to trust the government as far as what they're doing, especially with like yeah. taxes and things like that. Yeah. It's like every time we turn around with payroll, if we screw up one little thing with payroll, yeah, we're getting fined five hundred dollars from the IRS. Yeah. And it's like we paid everything we were supposed to. It just was more. So let's see, what was it? Within a quarter, if you have more than twenty five hundred dollars worth of payroll tax, yeah. you have to file monthly. Yeah. So there was if we get overtime, I don't know. Like normally we're under that, but if we get overtime or we got a bunch of jobs or we're working a lot more, we will barely squeak over that. Barely yeah. squeak over it, you know, maybe a hundred bucks or whatever. I had to hire
1: an accountant. I and pay way too much for that, but I couldn't keep up with five
0: hundred dollar fine. For yeah. we paid them the exact amount. We just didn't do it monthly. Yeah, for that one. Isn't quarter. that nice? Yeah, and
1: the five hundred plus interest. Yeah, because they probably sent you the letter two years later because they're behind. Got the lost mail. in the mail. Yes, that's another thing that pisses me off. We had somebody stealing
0: our mail. Really, this year or like this a month ago. I've had
1: a few things not show up in the mail as well, it, and I just tell people like I don't even check my mail anymore because like there's no point to it. I'm yeah. like. Like, if you have to get a hold of me, email that. And it's like, everyone emails, all of the government agencies have started emailing. But then I had this issue lately where it was like a tire tax and I had to mail it because they don't have an online thing. It's like, just put the drop down with everything else so I can pay my $6 for my six tires I sold last year, like online. Yeah. Well, you got to mail it. Okay, cool. So I like kept forgetting. Because I don't have envelopes, I don't have stamps. Like <laughs> I haven't, I haven't had to mail anything in like ten years, so I just don't mail anything. Like I don't do anything in the mail. Yeah, we Ever. wouldn't.
0: If I would not have envelopes or stamps, if it wasn't for the business and having to mail
1: checks like, or if whatever. If the EPA or is stuff. concerned about things, they should be like going off of junk mail, because like. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I I stopped. Like, I just never check my mail because I don't need to. And even when I I moved into a house in Waverly, Mm -hmm. and like they got, you know, like their shopper and like the daily, you know, like not a daily paper, but like the weekend paper that just comes and then all that stuff. Like, I'd never check it. And like the mail person there probably hated me because like I just, it would just fill up. Yeah. And they just like zip zip the whole thing up in like one wrap and just like throw it on the porch every couple months oh really (laughs) and I just like would throw it in the corner because I'm like none of that's mine so I did that then like I was there for a year and I had this stack of paper like this Mm -hmm. and I'm like if every person in the world like every house is getting a stack of paper like that what's the emissions created from that being for every person
0: yeah but junk mail's not fun that's true Cars are yeah. fun
1: and we can't yeah. have people having fun. Yeah. Junk mail is just like all of the spam calls that are just kind of like, oh, your life sucks. Hopefully it sucks a little bit more. Dude, uh, yeah. Vote for us. There's five
0: <laughs> five to six pieces of trash, basically, that shows up in the mailbox every single day. Yeah.
1: And uh, cell phone spam calls are... I don't answer the phone for my business anymore unless someone texts me. I tell people, I'm like, if you want to get a hold of me, text me. Because it used to be... I could filter it out because normally people would call twice. They'd mm-hmm. call in the morning, not get a hold of me, and call in the afternoon. But spam companies have started doing that now. They'll call me from the same number two times in a day. And it's mm. like, oh, here, would you like to sign up for Medicaid? Would you like to do this? I'm like, I would like to know where you live.
0: Yes. I would More like than to, anything. I would like to... Uh... And now they're not even fun.
1: You can't even fuck with them anymore. They no. get mad. Yeah, they used to be like, mess you can with them. talk to them and mm-hmm. they just don't respond to you talking. Yeah. They just call. I'm like, "Well, then what are they get they're not going to scam someone out of money not being able to respond." God, I probably so What's the point? Like
0: last Thursday or Friday, I probably had 30 spam phone calls. Yeah. And I got my phone on my, you know, in my pocket and yeah. they're all you know, 402 numbers, 402 numbers, 308 numbers. And it's just like
1: answer. I've what I'll do is I'll call them back. If I get more than one call, all of the other ones, like I wait like a week. I've just started blocking numbers Mm -hmm. if they're spam numbers. And that has cut down a lot because now I'll look on my phone and I'll have like 15 to 20 spam calls through the day. Yeah. But it just automatically ignores them because a lot of the times they'll call from the same numbers. But aren't they just auto, because I've had
0: uh, spam phone calls, call from people, I actually had a spam call from one of my contacts, so it popped up, because they just auto, or whatever, and it it worked out, and it was like, I was like, oh, hey, what's going on, and then it was like, would you like to buy life insurance, or, you are now qualified for Medicare Part C, and it's like, The fuck! This isn't AJ or whoever the hell it was. yeah it's like, "How the hell did that happen?" But they just automatically generate the phone numbers, and it just happened to be just walk
1: as many as you can, and if it cuts it down from like twenty to three, yeah, cool. What if
0: what if they're customer numbers that they're spamming, and now you're, Uh, I don't know what to do about. Then you got to go like listen to all your voicemails. Yeah, I hate
1: voicemails. My voicemail box has been full since two thousand ten. <laughs> so yeah, you got And then I got my new shop phone number and it has been full since I got that number in like 2018. Yeah. And I always get people that are like, Oh, your voicemail is full. And I'm like, Yeah, that's, well, it, like that's exactly how I want it to be. Because I get like you know so many people are like, Oh, this is so and so, call me back. I'm like, I see there's a missed call, I'm gonna call you back. That was before there were spam calls every day. Mm-hmm. It was like, Okay, I see there's a missed call. I like I'm naturally gonna call you back. Like, that's just... If I want to talk to you. Yes. But it's like, I'd get so many things. It's like, oh, this is so-and-so. Just call and Call me back. It's like, it was good when you had landlines and no caller ID, and you didn't see that. Like, that's Mm -hmm. what... Voicemails were good when there were still landlines. But now with spam calls, like leaving voicemails and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, it, it has been full for years.
0: That's the worst, too, because it'll go to potential spam, and it'll say Verizon or whatever says potential spam, so I just swipe... Yeah. Turn it off, ignore, it, and then thirty seconds later, it's like do 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 do, and it's like, oh, damn it! They just yep. sent, just got a voicemail. Yeah,
1: I just let them fill up. Yeah, I just don't even care about voicemails anymore. I it's did that like for if, a while. If, if, I was like, if I lose a quarter of my business because people can't understand that I'm going nuts because of spam calls all day, then I still have too much to do.
0: Yeah, I think in text messaging, you know, or whatever, if you really need to get a Texting hold, of is the best.
1: Or like people message me on Facebook, mm-hmm. or even Snapchat. I do a lot of business through Snapchat, surprisingly. Really? Like tuning? Do, yeah.
0: Don't you hate that though? Because like, doesn't the conversation disappear and you forget you what it. you talked about? You save it in there. You oh, okay. You can save them
1: in there. So you just hold down on it; and it, saves it saves it. Because it. like, I I have a lot of followers on Snapchat. So I'll like post a video of like a car idling in the shop, and it's like, What's your
0: oh, What's geez. your Snapchat handle? Is it called a handle? I think it's like
1: yeah, it's like Brock Coles or something like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I do have to ask you, you know, what's your what's your shop and where yeah. people oh, follow yeah. you and find you yeah. and all that stuff too. Yeah, it, that I don't just know about me. I,
1: I don't know about the Snapchat thing. I don't know how many people I should have on there. <laughs> I mean, like I I don't know unless I have mutual friends. I don't. know. Are, are you, you sending
0: anybody. like Are you like sending out like dick pics and like half chubs and
1: i should yeah i should you'd probably
0: grow your following a little bit i don't think so
1: (laughs) no no not at all actually (laughs) no no.
0: (laughs) not at all no no probably
1: wouldn't grow my following at all okay well probably i i'd be disappointing a lot of people all at the same time. that's true you have like hundreds of people uh, being disappointed everybody has a mental image of yeah. And they'd just be let down. Yeah, exactly. That's a bummer. So no, but it's just like, I, I don't know. So I'll like post a video and people be like, Oh, can you tune this? Can you tune this? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. So I do a lot of business through Snapchat and I, I don't mind that at all. But then, you know, like if people start really like hammering down on me, like was this done? Is this done? Is this done? And they're messaging me 12 times a day on Snapchat. I just delete them. I'm like, you can message me on the Facebook page where I don't get notifications for it every yeah. day. Cause I tell people I'm like, I am not a quick turnaround shop. I am one person. I don't give ETAs. Like it could be here for weeks. It could be here for months. Mm -hmm. Like chances are it's not going to be, but in the odd chance it is like, I don't need to be asked every day for an update because if there's an update, I will tell you an update. Yeah. But it's when I have 15 people every day messaging Mm -hmm. me three times. Oh, what's an update? What's an update? I'm like, I'm, I'm like, Stop. I, I hate stop. I hate
0: doing that and I hate trying or I hate when customers like try to micromanage the job yes. and they're yes. like, Oh, well, uh, it's probably not as bad for you because I, I leave for the day and they just stand and look at my work in their house the whole time. I've all had night. a
1: couple of people do that or they'll ask, they're like, Oh, you Are know, like you did you do did you do this? this right? And I'm like, I have been doing this all day, every day, like as my own bit like I know I'm like younger but it's it's always a lot of like like people in like their 60s and stuff like that Mm -hmm. because they're just really condescending because most people like our age 20 something year old person you know yes does he really know what he's doing yeah and like i'll literally tell them like if they send me like like if they ask me something that's like really condescending it's like oh well did you check this and i'm like yes i checked it they're like so do so what do we do i'm like We don't need anything. If I needed something, I would have told you. And like, I, I just, at that point, like I'm, I, I just straight up tell people, I'm like, I don't need you to micromanage me. This is my job. This is what I do. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't need you micromanaging me. And then they're like, well, I'm not micromanaging. How dare you? Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't know what you want me to want. Like, like I, I say that probably like once a week. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I I just straight up tell people like, I don't need micromanaged. And like and then they and then they don't. They stop. That's good. Yeah, because I should well, there's a few customers that, you
0: know one of the best things too I ever heard was sometimes you gotta fire customers. Oh,
1: constantly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like you're yeah. not worth the you're not worth the energy yeah. to put in. But like yeah. there's a handful of them that are still good customers, but they're they're just they're... handy enough to be dangerous. Yeah. So they're like, Well, I was noticing that this isn't were you going to go ahead and do this, that, and the other? And it's like, we're not done. Yeah. We're not done. Wait yeah. till it's done. And then you yeah. can judge me and then call yeah. me after, after the fact. I don't yep. need you calling me every single morning or every night at 10 o'clock asking me. Are you going to
1: trim this room?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like it's that's the part trim of it. sitting in the living room. Of course yeah. we're going to do that. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like, just let me do my job. And then yep. when it's shitty, when we're done, then you can judge me. But if you don't have yeah. a problem with it when it's
1: done, then we're good. Right. Yeah.
0: So why do we need to waste the time running around and yeah. dealing with this stuff?
1: Nope. I've, I deal with that a lot on tuning because I have my specific way of how I go about stuff. So I get it like the my procedure is I get it like running, driving okay. You mm-hmm. know, like to where like you can just drive it down the road, but it might kind of be kind of iffy. Yeah. You know, it might die at a light, might do something dumb like that. But it's like, and then I do wide open throttle pulls. I don't spend time making it perfect at first just in case it's out of an injector. Because it's like, I don't want to get this tune dialed in perfect, put it on the dyno and find out it's out of injector, and then I have to redo it. So I give it like a a very loose tune, put it on the dyno, say it runs out of injector, give it back to the customer, here, put these injectors in, do this, whatever, bring it back. They'll text me like, oh, this thing's dying at the light, and it's got this problem, and these shift points aren't right, and it's got these codes. And I'm like, put the injectors in. Then we can move on. bring it to me. Yeah. Because that's the order of it. Oh, well are you gonna do this when it's there? Yes. I'm like, everything will be done when it is done, but I'm not gonna go through the work of making this perfect if I just have to redo it. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. And then they ask the same question again. And I'm like, We're we're gonna arm wrestle when you get here. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> I have like, I have customers that will do that too. <laughs> I just did that yes Monday, I think it was where she started asking me questions about stuff that we're already done we're walking out the door basically and she started asking me questions well now i'm like oh let me go grab a screwdriver out of the trailer and then it's like wait a second i'm not getting paid for this i'm just doing this you know to be yeah you know it's customer service i guess at a certain point but it's like then it just keeps going or they keep Uh trying to add stuff and it's like all right no this isn't how it works like we need to yeah we need to start over here or whatever and
1: You just have to kind of like put a hold on it. Yeah, exactly.
0: It's like, if you want to pay us time and material, we can try to figure this out, but I'm not going to spend over 15 minutes here messing with this for you. No. So,
1: you know, if you go to the doctor's office and get your blood drawn, they're not going to give you an MRI for free. I promise. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, well, while while you're looking at this heart palpitation I have, could you just give my knee a quick x-ray? Yeah. While you're in here. They're going to be like, okay, that's going to be another $700. Yeah. Well, absolutely. We'll do that. 15 seconds
0: Mm -hmm. yeah that's i don't know that's probably part of the problem that's probably why i'm not a huge company
1: yeah i i realized like i had you know i'd have some people like just complain about the price on something where it's like i'd put my like heart and soul into wiring something and stuff and like couldn't even see the wiring couldn't even see this you know like i've done a bunch of jobs like that you know probably Mm -hmm. 20 jobs or so and like someone would complain it's like oh well you have all this time into it i'm like yeah but it's It's perfect. Like you literally like you look at the engine bay and like there's no wires there. That's the only way to have an engine. And it's like someone will complain about the price because it's, you know, X amount of dollars. But it's like they live in a five hundred thousand dollar house and they won't fucking they they won't they won't bat an eye at buying the newest four K, you know, like four thousand dollar TV. You know, like they've got this like surround sound and all this stuff. Like they'll go spend twelve hundred dollars on a phone like it's water. Yeah. And then they'll complain that like something that you're spending all of these hours on is four hundred dollars. Well, five hundred dollars. They didn't
0: get to live in that five hundred thousand dollar house by not being a Jew. Yeah. Like Exactly. That's my brother's like that. I don't know if you yeah. know my brother, Ryan, early. I don't yeah, know if he's I think so. But uh yeah, he's he's kinda like that. He'll nickel and dime you and like beat yeah. you up on stuff and, and like, then he'll dude, like
1: go buy a brand new pickup
0: yeah it's yeah he's got a brand new tesla you know yeah. or whatever yeah but it's, it's just like, like
1: he'll give elon all the money well, in why the world, are you why like, are you man.
0: beating me up on like 500 dollars because yeah. we did his basement or whatever i've done work for him before in the past and it's like yeah. why this, this not, multi-million dollar company it's, it's like it here's now. all
1: my money dude but mm-hmm. you know you're a little guy and you're like well I need to feed my kids this week. And yeah, it's they like, haven't ate since Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, okay, well, um, are, are you sure you could do, you know, maybe or a little less than $800 on that? Or do you, you think know? you could
0: come in on Saturday and we could just get this done? Yeah. It's like, no, I'm not going to. Yeah. Not going not gonna to happen. Yeah. So, but, uh, all right, Brock, um, where can everybody find you if they want to find you? Somebody needs to, to get find. a sweet tuned done. hard on. to find. Uh, well, live that's in the woods. You live in the woods. No, okay. I, well, I wish I did.
1: That backfired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just my Facebook page. It's Barnyard Garage. If okay. you want to find me on my Facebook, it's Barnyard Garage. That's the easiest way to, by far. Um, if you want to see a bunch of terrible shenanigans, my just plain Facebook page is Brock Dvorak. But it's, it's I don't post that much on there anymore. I, it, I got rid of Facebook on my phone oh okay that was a big thing for me and I'm really happy it's been like that for like a year and I got rid of my TV I got rid of everything I'm kind of a hermit now but like if you find me I do work for you (laughs) (laughs) All right. so he's hard to find but he will work for you so Uh,
0: yeah you've posted some funny stuff on Facebook I've seen some of your posts and I just have to laugh at watching people try to do mental gymnastics to defend their position yeah. Which is fun. That's and always I, fun for me. I like
1: doing them back, the yeah. mental gymnastics back. I'm like, I'm way more patient. I've been fighting with people <laughs> on the internet since fifth grade. Like, I love this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> See, I haven't been fighting on the internet near as long because I think probably when I was in like fifth grade, you had to go get an AOL uh, oh, disc from yeah. Blockbuster and it'd give you 15 free hours. Yeah. And I didn't realize that at ev- every, or maybe it was, I don't know, maybe it was five hours or three hours or whatever, but every second that you were logged into AOL, whether the page was loading or not, Whoa, you, were getting, yeah, you were getting yeah, you were getting charged. So my dad got his credit card bill at the end of that first month, and ooh, I got an ass chewing because I was like, No, I had a stopwatch. And when the page loaded, that's when I started it. And yeah. It's like, nope,
1: that's not the way it works. It's but like It took four minutes for the page to load. Yeah. You were exactly. on the page
0: for a minute. Yep, exactly. So that's how they got me good. So Yeah, it's, it, it was rough back then. Nowadays, but now it's
1: pretty much like free. And you think about that, it's like, how many other things are they just like vastly overcharging for? You know, like cell phone service. You know? Yeah. Like, how much there's... do they charge for that? And it's like, how much stuff is already kind of paid off?
0: Oh, it's all the infrastructure. 5K, or 5G sucks.
1: Yeah. It I'm was not on to... it yet. I heard that it sucks, so I'm still on 4G.
0: It was supposed to be like... A garden hose was 4G and like a eight inch sewer was 5G or whatever. Like it was just supposed <laughs> yeah. to let la- like instantaneously. No, it's terrible. It's always cutting in and out. And this phone has worse signal than that like Galaxy Two I had before or really? whatever. Yeah, that's frustrating. It's just it's slow and it's constantly trying to and like I I feel like the phone knows if there's Wi Fi around and if you don't have your Wi Fi turned on, it slows down the oh. the 4g or 5g
1: i could see that
0: like i think that's actually what it does yeah because mine
1: might too because it is really sh- it's really slow at the shop because i don't have what wi- but my wi-fi sucks at the shop too so I d- the 4g is faster than wi-fi but when i'm at the shop 4g is slower than wi-fi yeah
0: so i huh. i wonder if they do that that's my new yeah. conspiracy theory don't get me started
1: on <laughs> conspiracy theories. Oh shit! This is going to be a three-hour long podcast. <laughs> this is going to be a long podcast. We'll have to have you
0: back for a full conspiracy one.
1: A conspiracy theory day. That would okay.
0: actually be pretty fun. I think. Yeah, I'd probably
1: be in jail. Go I on. wouldn't be in jail. They they might know. be looking. There's a lot of. They might they be a looking of, for you though. After a lot of conspiracies, I've changed a lot of my thinking in the last year. Conspiracies are kind of fun to go down the rabbit hole. I'm not worried about anything anymore. I just stopped. I got to a point where I like had so many theories and there was like so much stuff going on that I'm like, whatever.
0: You're not gonna be able to change anything. So yeah, it is like, what it is. They
1: show up at my door. Cool. I'll be there. Yeah. Like that's pretty much what I got down to. I'm like, no, oh, they show up at my door. I'll, I'll be at my door and I'll be probably not that prepared, but I'll be somewhat prepared. <laughs> uh, prepare, prepared-ish. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be more, more prepared than uh, Pelosi's husband. <laughs> You saw that.
0: Yeah, I did. And um, I don't know if it was on Tim Pool or what. There apparently maybe some sort of a gay love triangle <laughs> is the new theory.
2: <laughs> so
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Conspiracy theories can be pretty fun. Yep. <laughs> and this uh, video just got demonetized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll,
1: just, we'll just take it back. We'll, we'll go yeah. back about five minutes.
0: Yeah, just clean shot. Yep.
1: Clean shot. All
0: right, guys. Uh, thanks for watching. Don't forget thanks. to like, share, and subscribe. Uh, check out FTPSpeedShop.com. Pick up some merch. Help support the channel. I want to thank Brock for coming on. It's been fun. Thank you. It was for nice meeting me. you. And, uh,
1: nice meeting you, too.
0: Yeah. Later. Awesome.